Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I'm Mr. Richard Moon. And I'm Kayfabe AJ. And I'm Kayfabe Focus. And this is Kayfabe Avenue. And <laughs> on Wednesdays, we watch wrestling, and on Thursdays, we report about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, last night we had NXT, and it started, ooh, NXT started off. So I just want to say this. The women's division in NXT is the best women's division in the planet. I'm not going to include stardom because that's literally a whole federation of women, but they got that hands down any day out of the week, twice on Sundays. Yeah, but stardom is also one style. It's Josie wrestling. So you can literally say NXT has the best women's division because it has all styles in one. Yeah. So it starts off with the NXT champion, Io Shirai. Uh, tagging with Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Candice and Evil Array. Evil Array. started with, like, just everybody jumping each other one after the other. That's really how it started. I didn't even know how it started. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. yeah. So, it, was a, it was a fire start. It was a fire match. The whole match was just straight. The whole match was just straight fire. And what I like, it told stories, too. It still got the story over. And you don't know... Uh, I mean, there's been, you know, later in the night, we'll see, like, number one contenders try to pop up and stuff like that. But the way that this tag team match, you still don't know who's going to be uh, challenging Io Shirai at, at yeah, NXT. I like the way this actually ended. Like, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, who was the Io Shirai's partner? What's her name again? Tegan Knox, right? Tegan Knox, yeah. Tegan Knox did, like, a kind of like a maneuver to drop her on the mat. And then Io Shirai came out of nowhere from outside, like, jumped off the turnbuckle and splashed her. They did, like, this good tag team maneuver. It was good. They It ran probably about 10, 15 minutes. It had yeah. a commercial break, everything. So they gave them a lot of time. And like you said, the women's division in NXT is, is probably the best in the world. And, nice. you know, afterwards, we had the new look of um, Rhea Ripley. She went blonde. Yeah. And uh, she's challenging. Oh, for... No, she wasn't. <laughs> she went like platinum blonde. No, she had like brownish hair, the yeah, brownish yeah. blonde, dirty blonde hair. But now it's like platinum. It just doesn't do it. Hair. it doesn't do it. it does, yeah, it doesn't do it for me. It does not do it for me. You know, the funny thing is, she changed up her look to get away from Charlotte Flair, and then like you do like your, more like Charlotte Flair. You know what? You do like the Charlotte Flair like platinum. I wasn't really feeling that. <laughs> it seems it seems like every time a woman goes into the WWE. Period. They feel like they have to go blonde. Look at Paige. Paige, yeah. In the movie about Paige, they um show her dyed her hair, dyed her hair blonde. That 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 was the look of the WWE. So yeah, so yeah. Maybe somebody management. I like her old look better though. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Uh, The next match. This was a this was a takeover match. Yeah, Johnny Gargano versus Roger Strong, and. This is uh, another match that was really good, and they're also, you know, they're telling, they're, they're telling the stories. I'm, I'm gonna say this: What's I up? feel like this match could have been a main event or something, because I, I feel like it was a great match. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like I said. This, this is a takeover match. It was like, uh, it was, it's, it's like, it's like, why would you give that something out? The thing is, I don't really know. I don't really know where Gargano and Roger Strong are. are really going like 
do they need to feud? Like, haven't oh, we seen this? That's the, but that's the beauty of it. That, that, that was, that, that's the beauty of this match. You think this is kind of just like, a, oh, why would they do it this way? But this is telling a larger story. This is either telling the, 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 the implosion of the Undisputed Era, or no. this is, I think, personally. Is that by the end of the show, they were united front. I think this might be leading to a Roger Strong like face turn. I don't know where I don't know where this is going with the undisputed. Era I think right the undisputed era is kind of in limbo right now. They they emphasize like the losing streak this week. Yeah, I I, I got to shout out Mauro Ronaldo. Like and, I don't know and, where and the hell he comes up with his his catchphrases and and <laughs> all. He's all missed. I forgot to mention he called uh, Io Shirai the the. The Joshi uh, Judas. The Joshi Judas. Where the hell did he? <laughs> like, That's such a like. It's such. Where a, did he like, pair like, the, like, the, the two things? Those are bars right there. Like those are bars right there. Like <laughs> Joshi Judas. Like ooh. <laughs> the hell? Like <laughs> is definitely uh, shout out He's to comment, commentary for the night for real. We usually mention uh, AEW's commentators, but we, we seem to. Let Mauro Ranello get lost in the mist when we talk about them. Mama mia. You know, speaking of that losing streak, uh, you know, Roger Strong, you know, lost. And uh, yeah. it's just kind of continuing the downward spiral of the of the Undisputed Era. Like you said, they're, they're in limbo. I don't know what's going on with the Undisputed Era. I think they're either going to implode. They're going to – are they, they going to either kick Roger Strong out? I don't know what's going on. I kind of don't want them to move to the main roster. No, because like, they – like I like said, a, by the end of the show, they were a united front. So it, yeah. it doesn't it's, – it's just like they're revisiting things they've already done because they've already ran through the roster, if you think that's, about it. Everybody else that could even be in contention with uh, Undisputed Era ain't even on their level yet. So what does the Undisputed Era do right now? Roger Strong going back to Gargano uh, later on down uh, in the night. In the, during the tag team match, they go against the, uh, they attack Imperium. They're united front at, by the end of the night. Yeah. But you've been there, you know. You guys lost the titles to Imperium. Okay, that makes sense. But do we need to see this rivalry again? That's that's like my question. Why think, are we revisiting the same things? I think it's almost a real life thing. I think this is a lot of IRLs. I don't think. I, like, I don't think. I feel like uh, I feel like the tag team titles is look. Pretty much their last stand when it comes to like you know gold and stuff. You know, yeah, because I, I, I mean I don't think any they, of them they, are gonna get past Keith Lee right now. I mean, I mean there's also the the vacant North American title. So um, yeah, but I don't think I don't think Roger any of errors in the Roger Roger Strong got a, he lost his he lost his the qualifying match to get into yeah. that to get into that. I think he's gonna try to somehow try to weasel his way into there. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think it's a thing where they don't. I mean, him really and Gargano were losers of last week's um, triple threat qualifier, so it made sense why they fought each other this week. But if yeah. they're going the route of a rivalry, like, do we need it again? Like certain stories in NXT, I love when they they you know stretch it out and then bring it bring it back or revisit it in a different way, like the Gargano Ciampa. But I think that, that you only reserve that for people who are who can't pull it off like a Gargano Ciampa. They were a tag team. They had the friendship. You know, there's reasons to revisit that. 
I don't trying, know why. You're trying to say you don't want to see. You're trying to say you don't want to see Gargano versus Roger Show. I want to see new rivalries. I want to see new things. You know, the other show is giving me a large variety. Okay. Well, speaking this of is, this, is, this is what I want to see. Well, speaking of new matches, we had Mars, uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Shotzi Blackheart. And, I, you know, I like this match, but I feel like – I don't think feel like Shotzi Blackheart was a person that you can put up from uh, Mercedes Martinez to, 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 to kind of – this is kind of like a kind of like a glorified squash match. You no, know? I, I didn't yeah, see it like that so. at all. Shotzi, Shotzi like Blackheart got all. some offense in, nah. but, like, this was really made to make Martinez it, like, it, look it, really it strong. Made, it made her look strong, but look at what she had to do. Let me call out a spot in this match. She did, like um, – uh, German suplex off the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Not a job or squash spot at all. And that was after a good five, ten minute match. Uh, it, it was pretty good. It was a good showcasing for both of them. It showed that uh, Shotzi Blackheart could actually take a little beating and, and got hurt. She still got up after it took, still took another maneuver to get I, her down. I, I like German Shotzi, suplex off the I like Shotzi Blackheart. I like Shotzi Blackheart. I wish they could have just used somebody else inside Martin. Marcy, I wish they could have fed somebody else to Mercedes Martinez. He's going to be the only reason that Robert Stone's brand will be legitimized as far as being a manager of NXT. And in the long run, maybe she could form a tag team with the Leah, if that's what they're doing. And there'll be a reason to bring Sasha Banks and Bailey back to NXT. Maybe the women's tag team titles should live on NXT for a little bit. Maybe we'll see that. Maybe. Hopefully. I mean, but that was one spot that I was like, wow, like, holy yeah, shit. That might, yeah, that was crazy. And, yeah, she, that was, and she, that took crazy. It, she took that move pretty damn rough. Hey, that looked, that looked yeah, she cool. definitely did. Um, the next up, uh, you know, uh, Mercedes Martinez won that. Next up, ooh, we had a really fire. We had a fire. We had some fire promos from both shows. Um, we really don't – NXT, they do okay with the promos, but comparatively speaking, the AEW. Oh, yeah, the Keith Lee promo? Keith Lee. Oh, man. Woo! First of all, Keith Lee. He's a fucking deep. Keith Lee said – And when he speaks, you, you believe it. Like, sometimes yes. sometimes his promos could be kind of like wanna be heroic, generic, sounding, you know, generic. like – That's – Yeah, but you know, this one was like – like, stop the talk. I'm calling you out. Like, that Djokovic is a grown-ass man. Like, he's going to be all right. Like, let's do this. He told Karrion Cross to pull up. Yeah, he did. He said, pull up. He said, when you pull And up, then we get up. the interruption <laughs> by Cameron Grimes. Oh, man. And I'm like, but why? Oh, I'm like, but why? There's going to be another reason I say, but why? <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to that on AEW, but but why, this was the but why moment of the week. Nah, why did you come out? Nah, I'm not saying that's the but. <laughs> but why moment of the week. Nah, I did. Uh, it was not by far. You know what? We need we need a new we need a new um assassin of the week. That's what we need. Something like last week. If it was last week, I would have gave assassin of the week to uh, Lance Archer, putting people through the ceiling. And doing all that, I think the NXT moment, uh, Assassin of the Week, this man ends up power bombing the shit out of Cameron Grimes. Like, was carrying multiple t- people at once. Like, 
you please in peace, yo. Yo. His strength is like definitely unlimited. It's crazy. That was a spirit. Curse twice. Yeah, the two times. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was very springboarded out of nowhere. He just caught him, boom, and just dropped him like nothing. And and it was supposed to be like a a ambush kind of attack because he was focused on um Scarlet and and uh, carrying Cross. Yo, ridiculous. The Keith Lee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me still shocked about it. Yeah, Keith Lee is one of a kind. One it's, of like kind. He bound, he, it's like he jumped out of full throttle. This man is probably, what, two-something? Cameron Grimes is like two-something. This dude bounced, like, literally just bounced on Keith Lee and, and didn't even move him straight into <laughs> a, a – what, what do they call it? Spare bomb, power bomb. Spare bomb. Crazy. But yeah. <laughs> I like the build-up. I like the buildup between uh Karrion Cross and and Keith Lee. I know when they actually cross paths, it's gonna be a problem. William Regal uh later in the show try to like do the storyline like he's trying to keep them apart. Like I don't care what you guys do, I'm gonna control the show. You're not gonna tell me who's gonna be the uh what title matches to book? Everybody earns a title a title match in NXT. Always have been. It's always going to be that way. So he's trying to keep them apart or at least make Karrion Cross earn it. Yeah. <laughs> Which you should. You should. You're doing a good job telling us all like you said. I mean, next up, we had. Great debut. He he beat, who was it? Balor, I, I believe. Who did he beat in, in his debut? Carrying cross? No, he beat. Uh, he beat uh, Tommaso Ciampa. He beat Ciampa. Didn't he face Balor though? Recently, I could have sworn he nah. did. Mm-hmm. All right, so, I mean, he's still pretty yeah. fresh. He's a couple of months in, but I mean, he's doing all the right things. He got the right gimmick. He got the right look. His little rivalry with yeah. Tommaso Ciampa wasn't bad at all. Yeah, they're, they're hot shotting him to the hot shot him to to the main event. And, Next and up, we have with, with everybody focused on the North American Championship. Why not give the the uh, one contendership to Cameron Cross? Even though we all know that's the direction they're gonna eventually go. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're hot shotting him to the um to the main event. Yeah, that was like in his contract. He'd be smart if that was in his contract. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that's in the contract. But um, next up we got Imperium versus Everize. This was kind of, I don't want to say a squash match, but you know, that's exactly what I thought when I saw them. They look like bootleg young bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just keep the tag team looking strong. We haven't seen them in a while, so we haven't seen them like in a match in a while, so. But yeah. But this next match, though, well, um, Isaiah Surf Squat, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Are you just gonna run over the Everrise match? You just gonna run over it? I mean, that's what that's what Imperium did. They just ran over him. Like <laughs> they just ran over him. Like nothing. No. It was really. It was. There was no it was really, coverage. It was really, I just want the people to know. Richie just doesn't want to give Everrise no coverage. Give. Give the fake bucks have some coverage. Give the Canadian bucks a chance. 
Canaba. I mean, Canaba. it was Canaba. really a match. It was, they were just victims. They were just victims. They were there just to make the tag team champions look strong. Well, to give the tag team champions something to do. That's true. But this is yeah. what, this was the point where Undisputed Era ended up coming in at, at the end of their win. I didn't really catch the oh, yeah. promo sure, uh, sure, that sure. Imperium gave afterwards, but I did see the attack. That's why I said the Undisputed Era was a unified front. By the end, it's uh, Mauro Ronaldo is pretty much saying like they're trying to reclaim uh, dominance after this losing streak that they all have or whatever the case. So we'll see more from that. But I really don't want them to just revisit the same rivalries that they've already done. I want them to. There's other people. There's uh, what, what's his name? The Archer of Infamy. I talk like this. Damian Priest. You know, there's Damian Priest. Oh, I, 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 like his new, uh, I like this new shirt, you know, repping Puerto Rico, you know. Did so, you speak of Body Taker, the Archer of Taker? I'm in the back giving promos like this, and we just emphasize every, every word yeah. that we speak. You know, I, what what's his direction? Like, I didn't. I didn't On even. I didn't even get eye. anything out of his promo. It was just like, oh, oh, his you're direction here. is the bullseye. <laughs> so, yeah. What's NXT. the next match? What was the next match? I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be uh, get a chance to get into that North American, uh, the, the North American, the North American Championship match. That's gonna happen. Speaking about the Archer of Infamy. I feel well, like they are they are doing a series of triple threat matches every week leading into the ladder match at uh takeover yeah. 30. So triple X. Triple X. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure. Triple H. We need to get some women in there. We need to get them in dongs and stuff. Where's Where's X-Pac? Such good shit. We're gonna bring everybody from the generation We need to take over a union. I'm glad this is NXT. I'm glad this is NXT. <laughs> hey, they've done they've what? done like little DX reunions on NXT before. Yeah, but it's done with like, you know, it's you know. <laughs> Not, not burying anybody. Yeah. But, uh, they, uh, not, not anymore. Next up. Yeah, this is a good match. Uh, Isaiah <laughs> Swerve Scott versus uh, Jake Atlas. This is a good Great match. Great match. I didn't know who the hell Jake Atlas was before this match. Neither did I. I'm definitely going to know after. Um, yeah. So what, what Maronello pretty much was describing, he was like a, a choreographer, dancer, He's had a lot of training or whatever the case may be. Um, mm-hmm. And he showed it. Like, he very athletic. Like, he was keeping up with Swerving for people to keep up with Swerving saying a lot because he, you know, that yeah, guy got does. a lot of talent. This was probably one of the great, great matches of the night, honestly. I won't say yeah. the match of the night. I honestly probably say right now the match of the night for, uh, as far as NXT to me, is the main event. But this match was really good. People need to go out their way and see this I one, would, too. I would write this behind the uh, Gargano and Strong match right behind it. Oh, okay. As far as NXT. Next, speaking of the main event, the main event of the night was Dexter Loomis versus Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. And this match was... Uh, of course, the Bay Harbor Butcher was going to win. Like this, this match was uh was, was 
kind of crazy. I was hoping Finn Balor was going to come out with it, but um, this match was long. They gave him like the yeah. full like they gave him a lot of time. ending of the ma- like ending of the show. I feel like it was kind of too yeah. long. It probably was a little too long, but I feel like it kind of dragged it, a little bit at some points. Um, between spots and uh, it was I don't know. I mean, there was moments where one person was out the ring and they were given chances for each other. You know, I, different I partners like, to actually like get, get with each other, but a lot less would have been more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they wanted to showcase, they wanted to showcase Dexter Dexter Loomis, and I think this is this was a great way to do it. I think if anything, he's probably a favorite going into the ladder match at Takeover Thirty. So, I mean, look out for Dexter Loomis. He's a, he's a beast. You know, there's a lot going on with him. So, you know. It was a good match, though. I think this was NXT's match of the night, personally. So let's go over to the AEW side well, of things. Before, and a little bit of the AEW. Before we get into the AEW, let's have a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And thank you so much. And once again, go listen to Anchor, and we are back at Kayfabe Avenue. Now we are back on the AEW side of things and the night starts off with the demo god in the in the circle spanish god was out there the demo god was out there the bronx gods is out there in the circle man versus the best friends of the, the the first thing best friend that, that came to mind was like why was this match in the beginning but it was like yeah okay why not the the, the champion taking over the show anyways yeah, but 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 I think once we got to the I think once we got to the main event, we kind of understood why that was. Yeah, nah, this was, was fun, well, definitely you know, fun you know packed show. Before too. we even get really into this match, can we just talk about the obvious change that happened this week in the announcing? Uh, so they got Excalibur the fuck out of here. So people brought brought up Excalibur's past promo segment where he uses the N-word and another occasion, uh, I believe in another promo back in the days. I mean, guys, is the shit was distasteful then. There's w- better ways to get heat. Um, yeah. I'm not going to completely crucify the situation because that was a... a a work spot, you know, and the, uh, the person he was speaking about obviously co-signed and, his and promo. No, honestly, it was it was yeah. human tornado, the, the black wrestler that came up with the storyline at night. Right, so I'm not and gonna told, completely told, fault him, but told Kevin Steen and he and should El, and not El Generico, uh, Excalibur to do it. But they should have. He should have been. They he should have understood that he got had to be racially sensitive, especially. You you a wrestler at the time. You're trying to make it. You know, eventually you became a commentator. You're, you know, come on. You're the voice of wrestling at this point. You should know better. So I think AEW's probably gonna do like a sensitivity training, just like they did Sammy Guevara. And then keep in mind being being as though it was a work work spot with the co-sign of the wrestler he was speaking about. Mm-hmm. But you know, back we gotta think about back then too. <laughs> This Jerry I mean, uh, era, this, this shock value era. Uh, there was a lot of distasteful shit. There was a lot of, you know, things that we could have went without. And I think wrestling is in a better place now. I think he, 
he understands that. I don't think that he would let that fly or be a part I mean, of that in 2020. People, I mean, I feel like the people that want him canceled should be, you know, basically calling out Triple H then with his feud against Tri- uh, uh, Booker T. Exactly, which was actually, which was actually the worst. Worse. worse. It was actually, you know, it was actually, it was actually worse because Booker T lost and he never got his comeuppance. He never got his ever got his comeuppance. Yeah, he had a switch show, change gimmick, and and win a different title. It was actually the subtle. It was actually worse because it was the subtle. It was the in your face, but the subtlety of it at the same time that actually made that worse than what Excalibur said and just outright saying nigger. You know what I'm saying? Like you need a, people need to raise their pitchforks against people like Hogan. You're a legend and everything, but you got caught out there being really blatantly, blatantly racist. Not in not in the wait, business, wait, wait, in wait. real life. He's racist to an extent, brother. To an extent, brother. No. Here's my thing. You know what? I'm not even you know what thing is? I wasn't even mad that Hulk Hogan said that. I was mad that after the fact, he never apologized for it. He apologized for getting caught for it. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, like, you actually had a chance. Like, you could have actually used this to make the – but nope, you just decided to, you know, work work yourself into a shoot, brother. Like, it was just like, dude, just whatever. Fuck Hulk Hogan, just for the record. Yeah, uh, for the record. Uh, <laughs> for the record. I have a Hulk Hulkamania shirt Hulkamania. from years ago that's collecting mucho, mucho dust, though. So. But I, I want to <laughs> say, as far as Excalibur, as even like, y'all know me, I'm like super pro-black. I feel like I, you know, it was a work. And the other wrestler, I didn't even know that, that the other wrestler, that was his idea. I always felt like the, the black wrestler, for him to even let that go on, stupid. Some people, uh, some people stupid. like that fucking disgusting so, heat. You know, they yeah. want, they want to get, they want a new jacket. Suspend, suspend him for a month like you did Sammy Guevara, and then come back. Fuck like, don't jacket. cancel. I don't think that's yeah, canceled. That's it was a work. It was a work. Fuck it wasn't his jacket. idea. So. He is banned. He's banned. We, here's the thing. When we come around this next couple months, and we hit the the next six months point, and we get this banned episode again. The barbecue, New Jack is top of the list, man. I'm sorry, you, you got I'm you right. guys are bringing New Jack, up New Jack and coming for five minutes. We'll talk about that later. He's becoming super relevant out of nowhere. Like, come on, fuck New Jack. But that 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 inner circle versus uh best friends and friends match was a really good match. Everybody came in there, you know, like the kind of typical, you know, multi. Oh, you mean you mean uh, the inner circle versus, versus the best friend and friends. Yeah, best friends and friends. The best friends. Yeah, you know, everybody come, everybody comes in there like hits their spots and stuff. Got like on that. the roof. I had but to, I had to agree. Hold on, I had to agree with Jr. on commentary tonight. The ref, they ain't enough refs, or the refs don't control the situation enough. Nobody's following wrestling rules in these matches, and Jr. was pointing that shit out, <laughs> like. Especially in that match, it was chaos. And it, what was funny, the uh, we'll we'll reveal what matchup is uh, later. But uh, matchup they announced next week. Jr. says the same thing. Like, I hope there's a second ref because like, there's no no controlling this damn match. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious. But nonetheless, it was a, a decent showcase. I I wouldn't say I, I think it was too much going on. Honestly, as many people was in it and as many. 
of my favorite players in AEW. Was in I, I feel like it was too much. It's a ten man tag team match, man. What do you expect, I mean, man? I mean, there was there was too many spots where people had to wait in a certain spot, and you know they took too long to do the spot. Yeah, <sighs> it's too much going on. It was just too much going on. They they need to. Yeah. I wouldn't even grade this match, got to be honest. And then Matt, and then regular Matt Hardy came out. No gimmick, Matt Hardy came out, and for the distraction and caused the and got the best friends and friends to win. So I don't know. I think Matt Hardy's confused about what gimmick he's doing at at this point because I think this is actually comes out with a promo says he's just gonna be Matt and that's it. But he's still doing. I think that's awesome. I per- I personally think that's awesome. I just think that's awesome. Like it's the multiverse, man. It's the multiverse of Matt, man. You never know what you're gonna get, man. You get big big money Matt, broken Matt, Damascus, regular Matt, dumb Askus. version one. Damascus. Like it's just it's just like you know it's I, I think I think it's interesting if they play it the right way. They have I feel like they've been playing it the right yeah. way. The next up, we had a really good match. Uh, Focus called this uh, weeks ago. The, uh, the, which I like, I like this. This is just like a regular part of Dynamite. The uh, open challenge for the TNT Dynamite Championship. Cody coming out with Arn Anderson versus Just Okay Warrior. Whoa! The not so ultimate warrior in all caps. All caps, facts. All caps. Facts. The, the, That's what I have to say. All caps. The what's what's like the, the <laughs> level under ultimate? Like what would that be? And that's Warhawk. That's not nice. Like, they're not – he's not ultimate. He's not ultimate. No. I don't he's think he's really trying to do the ultimate warrior. Nah, he, he, he really is, though. <laughs> like, did he just say he that? Really is, like, like – No, I didn't – I, I really didn't. The face paint, the boots, you know the armband. You know why? Because I've never seen – I've never seen the ultimate warrior work a wrestling match like that. That's why. <laughs> that's why I like yeah. – <laughs> You got a point. So like, I don't, yeah, I better point there. Yeah, I mean, as far as working, as far as work style, yeah. But character that, that's distracting me. So maybe he that, is. That, that mentioned it. Maybe he is yeah, um, because maybe he's passed. Honestly, he wasn't blown honestly, up as soon as he got to the ring. Now that you mentioned it, now that makes sense. But I was like, really, like I was like focused on his in ring, and he had like a really good in ring style and presence. It was just like now that you mentioned, it, it's like, yeah, he was. That is kind of some cosplay. He was kind of ultimate warrior A little Walmart, little, little Walmart uh, ultimate warrior. A little brand value ultimate yeah, warrior. Yeah, not even Walmart. That was 99 cents to a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warhawk. But, I mean, Warhorse, Warhorse had, a, had a really good match with Cody. He was reversing a lot of the stuff. You can see that he watched, he watched the tape of Cody, took on his moves. I like the fact, I, like, the way they're building this and then just making it. They're making it so obvious now that they're building the four horsemen and that Cody is basically going to be the modern-day Ric Flair. He's getting over the figure four. He got the beach blonde. He has, like, he, we've seen it before. He has the over-the-top personality. He has brand like This is going to we, – we see where this is going. This is really awesome. I like it. Cody wins with the, uh, with the figure four. But what I like, the story continues after this. The Dark Order comes out. Um – and then they attack. Uh, Warhorse kind of throws his way in there. Uh, he gets knocked over. Uh, the Dark Order comes out there, starts beating up Cody. And then, woo, 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 Matt Cardona comes out. 
here's my thing. I'm glad to see him at AEW. I feel like they could have done this a little bit better. I'm a fantasy book that just one quick second. Dark Order should just come out there, made Cody bleed because, you know, Cody just bleeds, beat him up, and then, you know, next Yo, week if you're like... Arn is, Arn is banned. Arn is banned, bro. I don't think, think Arn should have gotten involved because Arn, you're old and, like... Bro, old. first of all, this is the first time he even ever tried to square up. Yeah, you're still banned. Like you do things after he's already beat. Like I, I feel like Cody should have got busted open, and then they should have challenged him to like a tag team match next week. And then Cody like, don't worry, I got it. I, I, I got it. It's gonna like have it's any like more forehead. It's like he didn't season. inherit the, the the dusty forehead, so he's trying to recreate it. Like he gonna look yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I feel like they should have just busted him open. You he's know like, I want like, some hard times. That <laughs> I wanna, I want the scars on my forehead. From all the battles and the, all the, the 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 journeys that I did in wrestling, but that that I, I wanted the same as the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, oh, no. I feel like I feel like they should have busted Cody open, and then you know I challenged him to like a tag team match, and then Cody, but don't worry, I got a guy, and then boom, surprise! Next week we get Matt Cardona. I mean, because we don't have the surprise of a, like a crowd there, so like I'm actually glad he didn't join uh, Kurt Hawkins and Impact. Yeah, yeah. Matt Cardona is going to come to AEW. Shout, shout out to Matt Cardona. has been hitting the no, gym crazy. Matt He spent these couple months definitely working out. Jacks, yeah, he's jacks to the max. Um, so I'm interested to see what he's going to do in AEW because I'm as we see sure from as we see from true Hollywood stories, like what happened? I think he's going to join the Dark Order and betray Cody next I who knows. I predicted that Matt Cardona was going to beat Cody for the for the TNT Championship title. Um, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the way it goes. He got He at this point, he has to find a whole it's new he, it's, gimmick. It's either that or he's gonna or he's gonna tag team with um, Sean Spears. That that would be an awesome like come around would, the storyline. That storyline never got finished. I want to see a heel Matt Cardona turn on Cody, but like in a slow burn kind of. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I feel like I'm interested in seeing him because remember, you remember Z True Hollywood story? Like, he's funny. No, like, I he, don't because he's very bad. So, what talking about? Him and, him and AEW, I feel like there could be like some really like funny stuff. Like, Matt, he's going to be on BTE now. I feel like he's going to be on BTE. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, we got a lot of funny stuff. Uh, Coming up Honestly, ahead. his gimmick should be he walks around AEW, he sees BTE, and he starts beating the shit off the young bus in the elite because y'all stole my idea and this would have been me. Maybe I mean who knows? Oh, my school for wrestlers, that was me. That should I be his gimmick. This. Yeah, that should be his gimmick. We, we might I, a took my ideas. L I W. You might. We might see a, a heel Matt Cardona in the future, and maybe maybe that might happen. So then uh, next up, we had Tony Schiavone. He was on a ramp, and he was talking about he announced uh, All Out coming in September. But before he could really say anything about it, Chris Jericho came out, and um, <laughs> this is just hilarious. It was because Sammy Guevara just kept calling Matt Hardy, you son of a bitch, you son of a bitch, you son of a bitch. And Chris said, Jericho's hey, like, Sammy, hey, Sammy. What, what is son of a bitch? In Spanish, and he goes, "El son of a bitch." No. 
yeah. Which is that thing how you say son of a bitch in right. uh so Sammy you're banned. Yeah, that, that, that was hilarious. Uh, phone is banned from the podcast as well. Sorry for that. Yeah, phones are banned from the podcast. Yes. Um but not for the cookout though. You better bring your phone. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, you know, I also be in to get uh, pictures of a super kicking Iron Sheik. Facts, word. Ain't nobody man. here oh, to defend yeah. Iron Sheik now. E. Yo, you're not on this show today. When you hear this back, understand. There's nobody to protect the Sheik. <laughs> We're gonna super kick his ass for all that shit talk on Twitter. Facts, yo. Sheep, and I see you, I'm going to eat your face. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to eat your face. I'm going to break your back. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to break you down. I'm a beast. I'm a warrior. You're going to Allah. But anyway. I'm going to kick him in the nuts. He can feel the pain I feel every day when I wake up. <laughs> yo, did you see that last interview with him, yo? Yo, he's so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, he's so intense. He's so intense, yo. You can't, you can't match uh, it. Off topic of wrestling, like Roy Jones, you better be happy this oh, is for charity. But you know what? This is kind of – You don't want it's it. It's off topic, but it, but it is kind of off topic because I feel like after this, soon after that match, you might go I back feel like to we're going to see – I feel like – yeah, I feel like we're going to see uh, Mike Tyson versus Chris Jericho. I feel like that's definitely – they're going to keep riding that. that. be the champion yeah, walking in and, and then getting knocked out real quick. <laughs> I mean, what else would it be? <laughs> um, next up, we had we had um it was interesting. Uh, we had like a, a meeting that happened earlier in the day with uh, FTR officially signing to AEW, and uh, they had uh, Arn Anderson there. Tony Schiavone was there, and FTR uh, apparently has worked out some very specific things with Mr. Tony Khan in their contract, which I think is awesome. Um, it's like big uh, uh, tag team wrestling is going to get an appreciation night August 12th. Uh, tag team wrestlers have to officially hold on to the tag team ropes when they're in the ring with FTR, which I'm yeah. pretty sure JR, which you alluded to earlier, JR is going to love that. So, I mean, I think that's a great thing because for them calling out their own bullshit, I like that, like calling out their own bullshit because yeah. they do break a lot of the rules, they break all the rules of tag team wrestling. The, the ref definitely does lose they, control. They, they break what happens when you play cosplay wrestler with some outlaw mud show bullshit wrestlers. I haven't heard any Jim Cornette in a while. Is he all right? I think he got super canceled after the Speak Out movement. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Check was, out our oh, episodes yeah. on the Speak Out movement on all podcast streaming sites, Kayfabe Avenue, as well as on YouTube. Check that out. That 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 left as soon as it like I mean that came did his damage and bounced man. Yeah. That was yeah it, it kind of did. And I'm still surprised that the oh, like God. Justin Roberts is still on AEW saying yeah. But maybe that stuff wasn't maybe that stuff wasn't true. I don't. I, maybe it wasn't true. I don't know. It seemed very true. It seemed very. Uh, I mean, there yeah, was, I mean, absolutely right. I'm not even. I'm not like trying to. I'm not trying to like debate that but maybe but, maybe maybe it wasn't like in the back maybe we let, found let's, out. let's continue with the show this is the Wednesday review we could talk about that all day but uh check it out yeah, we exactly. have two episodes of, of the speak out movement big thing that happened in wrestling a lot of people called out Matter including fact, check out Jim all Cornette our videos yeah check them out right. <laughs> all but before we move on to the next segment it was interesting because Arn Anderson said to 
Uh, well, well, first off, they signed a contract, and then Hangman Page walks in with a, a big bottle of Jack. They all celebrate, take shots, and Art Anderson says somewhere in the mix of that, like, man, you, just, you know, mix up with some guy that look like a horse, man. You need to mix up with uh, four guys that look like horses. And it's just like, it's just, they're alluding to this so much of the FTR and um, Adam Hangman yeah, Page think, and Cody. It's new they're just going to give it to us at this point. Like, is it a but, secret? I mean, but in reality, it really does match up. I mean, Hangman Page is Barry Windham. Cody's Ric Flair and FTR are the new brainbusters. They're the new Arn and Tully. So like it literally, they're literally matching. Like because Cody can definitely play that over the top Ric Flair. Like we've seen it in the ROH and in New Japan stuff like that. He he can be a, a dick. Cody can be a dick. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually but, waiting for for heel Cody because I want to see a lot of heel. I, I want to see more heel work out of the some of the elite guys. Period. They're all yeah. goody goody still. Well, we're definitely seeing the best stuff when they're the bad guys. Yeah, we're seeing teases of the cleaner. Remember, remember after the Marco stunt thing, it just he sounds like fuck. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But speaking of Kenny Omega, next up we have the tag team match of the Dark Order, Evil Uno, is Stu Grayson versus Heyman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. And I mean. Yeah. Adam Heyman, um, Heyman came out there on his cowboy shit. He didn't even wait for Kenny to come down his entrance. Ruined my man's entrance. He came out there ready to get popping. Like he wasn't, he wasn't with the shits at all. Like he came out there like, oh. <laughs> stole him <on> the more bread. <laughs> and Colt Cabana and Colt and uh, Mr. Brody Lee and Anna Jay was out there, and I love the way that Colt Cabana is like playing this like look. If you peep that, yeah. They changed their look to like, fit in more with the uh, Dark Order, so that's pretty cool. Cool. They're still playing cool. the thing with Colt, like, like we're protecting. He doesn't really get it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, these are good guys. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, like, you're a good guy, good so, guy. you know, we're about to do some damage. Go go to the back, Colt. Go go, go to the back. We're about, we're about to do some stuff. We have said this time and time again in AEW, we know that you listen. So, listen, here's the thing. You have to, at this point, you have to, like, merge BTE and AEW into the same mainline continuity. They can no longer be, like, side by side. They have to be exactly in the same universe because as BTE fans, we get it when Mr. Brody Lee throws the papers in, in, in evil Uno's face after the match. Like, that shit's hilarious to us. But if you don't watch BTE, you're just kind of like, it's kind of like, well, okay, but, like, you did just you gotta merge it, guys. Like you gotta spin. Give us three minutes out of dynamite. They, they, they do have to merge it. it. It's annoying to me because I I think about the casual viewers and the people that they should be wanting to attract on the week to week. So it annoys me for them. But yeah. I think they also know that most of the AEW fans are smart fans and they watch all their content, if not most of their content. So they'll put the pieces together, but. It's true for the people that are like, I love WWE. This is mainly what I watch, but I want to just watch to critique. They they're not gonna really know where all the jokes are coming from, where all the storylines are picking up from. And a yeah, lot of things have been planted months in advance, and you know, little little character beats that you see but don't really think about. You overlook, and then boom, they pick it back up. So AW is yeah, yeah. than that. 
Yeah, you got you got to combine. You have to completely combine the universes. BT can no longer kind of be like this, like a parody of like it has to be one because y'all are using too many things from it in your mainline continuity, and fans are not getting the overall picture. And it's really a great story you're telling, but fans are missing it. Um, next up, we have a segment with Dr. Britt Baker, and um, this oh, is the, disappointing. The, the butt wide <laughs> moment is about to happen. Okay. Um, and I'm saying this is this is disappointing, not because of anything Dr. Brooke Baker did, but it's just because thinking of the women's division, they're doing this whole tag team tournament on YouTube. Um, AEW, shame on you. Shame on you. What a big mistake. What a big mistake you're doing. Why would you put this on YouTube? Why would you put this on YouTube? I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about that. I have no problem. That's like, I have no problem. No, it should be on Dynamite. The tournament first should of be all, dynamite. First of all, it's it's like an evolution pay-per-view just focused for the women. This is something just for the women. I'm seeing a lot of people on the boards complaining about the same thing. Oh, they dropped the ball, all oh, this and that. Nobody says they dropped the ball when people watch AEW Dark. You guys are especially uh, AJ, you have to watch AEW Dark. Oh no, you're leaving out a big part of the show. Watch AEW Dark. That's you guys. Now, it's not in substitute of AEW Dark. It's not in substitute of taking up more than half of the show of Dynamite. It's his own entity. And it's going against Monday Night Raw. If this thing runs for more than an hour, it's going against Raw. I would laugh if they pull more YouTube viewers live for their women's tag team show, then they pull the first hour of Raw. I would laugh in their face. They're not. They're not. Would, Nobody. Who, who knows? Honestly. Look at their ratings. Look at their ratings. They just had a conference call. AW beat the combined ratings of uh, Raw and SmackDown last week. Just, just this week, they had um, more ratings than their whole last hour. But you're well, 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 well. You're talking about the demos, and and two, if there's a weak part of AEW, everybody knows it's the women's division. Everybody knows it's the women's division. If there's a weak part in AEW, it's the women's division. These women need to be put on dynamite on your main, on your number one show, so they can be shown the importance of it. That's a lot to ask the fans. You're asking the fans to watch your two-hour show on Wednesday. Then you're going to ask them to watch another hour plus show after that. Then you I want them to watch I, Dark. Then I you don't want them get, to watch. BTV. I don't really don't like, get that that's argument. A, that's a big ask. I Honestly. really don't get. I really don't get that argument for the simple fact that I, for the I simple fact ask. that we can for casual cram, fans for casual fans. That's a big ask. All right, casual fans. But that tournament is not for casual fans. It's not that. That's for the AEW Dark watchers. That's for the BTE watchers. Those are the people who've been watching AEW Dynamite from the beginning. Not only that, they've been bringing in people like Ivelisse on Dynamite, the Amante who just officially got signed. They've been uh, bringing in Ab- Abaddon. They've been doing this over the past couple of weeks. This is all building to the tournament. Not only that, let's get to the what the fuck moment. Let's get to the but why? Wait, 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 wait. But the rules of the um. It's an old school Dusty Rhodes. That's awesome. I I like the rules. It's an old school Dusty Rhodes idea. That's really what it is. The the whole style of the tournament. But let me get to the what the fuck 
but why moment of yeah, but you AEW. Got, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta explain the rules first before you get to the what the fuck. So explain the rules. So basically, there's uh, the the teams are not predetermined. Um, the teams have to select a color from a bag, and whoever matches that color, they're a tag team, and they have to go through okay the, the tournament. Yeah. So Nyla Rose, the color she drew, and the partner that drew with her. The but why moment for AW, they signed or are using for this tournament. What's her face <laughs> from the Funkadactyls? Cameron? Cameron. Cameron? Dre? I mean, hey. Honestly? I mean, hey. Like, Cameron, the, the person who pins somebody upside down? Naomi. I, I totally understand that. What, and I kind of had the same reaction. He's I had the same like, But you, we have not seen her wrestle in years. So she hasn't wrestled I, in years. I mean, we don't know that. Bro, we don't know. That's what not, I'm saying. I mean, but we don't look for her. We, we don't this is what I'm saying. We in, have to wait to our first match. Two or three independent bookings in I mean, the past, more, like four, more. five but years. You don't know what you, I've seen. That's more than what I've seen. Yeah, you don't know what she's been doing behind the scenes. We'll, let's revisit this conversation. Cameron, like, no, no, no. Uh, this is true. Not, let's, but let's hey, not, she not was like trash. Let's not act like, like, why why not act like she didn't get in this business. Like, she didn't get in this business because she just wanted a, to, the fame. We got that but, famous but, Stone Cold in the uh, uh, segment with her on Tough Enough. What's your favorite match? My favorite match of all time is Melina versus Alicia Fox. Who? Even Stone Cold's like who? Who? Let's but okay. Cameron, I understand that. I'm saying this. Let's revisit this conversation after her first match. Well, because I'm, a lot can a lot can, a lot could have changed between they then. There could have been a hundred better women that are already great in their craft that could have took this spot. So I, I thought about there are people who are unused in AEW that could have took the Nyla Rose uh, tag team spot. So I've been thinking about this the whole day on why AEW um, would do this, and I finally figured out why. It's because the controversy with Naomi not getting a push. The fans wanted to get a push, get her get a push. I don't, I don't know. Was it Booker T or was it Mark Henry? That basically said that she don't deserve a push or something like that, and then it was Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Well, Booker T said it, you know, caused a huge backlash and everything. And I feel AEW is being so petty <laughs> that they'll take the worst Funkadactyl and give her a push just to spite <laughs> WWE in their face and make try to make her look good. And because I'll bet you. Nyla Rose and Cameron's gonna get to the She's final. She's trash, man. Let's Nyla not even make excuses. I'm calling it Nyla Rose. If they're not gonna win the whole tournament, they're gonna make it to the finals. I Off the back so, of Nyla Rose. I'm not, well, like I said, we will. I will be revisit this conversation after her first match because you, you don't know what nobody's been. My friend. You don't know what nobody's been doing on their own personal time. She may still. She hey, we'll see after her first match. We'll let the work do the. We'll let her work do her talking for her. That's why I stand with that. But I mean, I I, I got someone like Ivelisse on your roster, and you, and you you get Cameron. 
But not, we, that's we that's don't saying. We gave for too much energy. It's obvious evil is gonna is gonna, yeah. is gonna tag with Diamante though. Yeah, but we got too much energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why would you want to give 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 it give a to Nyla? But, uh, speaking of speaking of Diamante, she had a match uh, with uh Carl Hoshida next. Yep. And um this wasn't their best match. I feel like both women could have had a better match. I, I, um, I feel I feel like um I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like this match was lost in translation uh, on both of these competitors and such. Um, I feel I didn't think like they really meshed well. I feel like they probably needed a little bit more time to prep this match. Yeah. This wasn't. Yeah, this, I feel match, like I, like, yeah. this, this match was forgettable for this, me. This, like, like, I, like, I'm a big Sheeta fan, but I was like, yeah, it was forgettable. It was, it was, I really don't have any really thing bad or good yeah. to say about it, honestly. It was forgettable. It was, it was a forgettable match. Both women could have definitely. Both women have had better matches, and you know, maybe in the future they'll link up again and have a better match. But yeah, uh, you know, Sheeta pull out the victory, and yeah. Um, so next up, we had so Keith Lee cut a really good promo at NXT, but my man, your man, your man, everybody out there's man, he's better than you. You know it. Salt of the Earth, MJF came out there and cut a presidential such style. a such a god damn it. Somebody give that man. Somebody give that man an acting role, okay? MJF. Is out there cutting promos, all right? Reaching into your heart, all right? Well, and you know what time it is. MJF just came out there and just shut it down, man. This is like, it kind of reminded me of, there's, there's always comparisons between them, but like, it kind of reminded me of The Miz on uh, Talking Smack when he blew up on Daniel Bryan. That's a, it kind of reminded me of yeah, that. And he, he was, was just going about his, him not being used on TV back on um, consistent weeks. Um, mm-hmm. was talking about John Moxley's reign and stuff like that. It, it, I mean, it's more the usual for me for MJF. I'm, I'm not really blown away too much. There was a couple of things that he did say that was facts, though. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. He even acknowledged the lack of rules. <laughs> like, he even he acknowledged a lot of the flippy shit and and the and the and the, and the, the matches that the seem to have no so real wrestling. wrestling psychology. Is mostly just. Acrobatics, so he did call out all of that out, which was mostly shots towards the Bucks, even though I love their matches. Even though, but I mean, I, I don't really think that's a yeah, old school Bucks, no, but I think uh, new school Bucks when you watch them, I mean, some matches, yeah, yeah but the Bucks like, are the Bucks, they're spot monkeys, period. But then you can look at, but then but then you can put up, put up the Kenny Omega Ken, and, and Hangman Page match and look at the you look at that and you'd be like, that's a whole story. Like that's that's like a whole story. Wow, there was a lot of spots, but that's a whole story. Like the whole story, they're good, like, they're, they're they're good, good storytellers, but that doesn't mean that they're not spot monkeys. And you can mix it too, man. Hey. <laughs> you can mix the two, man. Um, but uh, next up, after that, we had the main event of the night. We before had we John Moxley. Before we oh. get to the main event, let's let's cut off to our sponsors real quick, and we'll we'll get into that, and we'll also tally up the the Wednesday night and uh, see who came out on top tonight. And we are back. Thank you once again to our sponsor. Shout out to. 
Anchor, and we are back at Kayfabe Avenue for the conclusion. Now let's get to this main event. We have Brian Cage and uh, Tony, I was about to call him Tony Starks, Ricky Starks. <laughs> Ricky Starks, pretty Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and John Moxley. Um, I like to call John, I like to call uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage FT, FTW. I'm just like, the, I just like the collective to just call them FTW. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I think we coined them that like two weeks ago. Facts. <laughs> But uh, this was a crazy match. It was a tornado. Uh, it was a tornado match. So it was no disqualification, which was awesome. Instead of just a regular tag team match, and this match was, was this match was just it was just hard hitting. It was nasty. I mean, that's kind of what you get when you get a John Moxley match. And a I'll Dark be honest. Match. I'll be honest. In my opinion, this match was just okay. Honestly, it was like yeah. There was a couple messed up spots on Stark's. Uh, behalf there was a good spot that he took it was like a spear off the apron or something like that like he um it looked pretty good but other than that it was like more of the same shit like we're now starting to expect darby allen to hit people with his skateboard and you know it's just like overusing spots for me like that has to be special hold hold the skateboard gimmick and the the thumbtacks on the skateboard and all that Hold that for, like, an event, like a big – it's like Cody getting busted open every week. Like, this match just hit the notes and, and like, kept it pushing. I didn't – I wasn't excited at any point of this match. The only the only time I was like, oh, was that spot with Ricky Starks. But, uh, you know, I feel like he messed up a few points and well, could have been way better than it I was. Did, I did, like, Brian Cage's spot where he did the power slam and the power bomb at the same time. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Brian Cage is crazy. But even Brian Cage, I feel like they still don't know how to work his style because he's such an athletic big man. I feel like he's still getting, you know, I, I don't know if to say the rust or, you know, he hasn't meshed well with, with uh, the style in AEW yet. I don't know what it is, but he kind of came off really slow and, and like, clunky to me. As far as he went in this match, that that – that spot was pretty cool. The power bomb, uh, what what is it? Power bomb, side slam or power slam? Power slam. So it was cool, but I don't feel like the match gave me anything that was like, "Yo, go back, watch this." Yeah, no. I, I think this was one of those dynamites that the last dynamite was so good, the momentum kind of went down a little bit. It was still an overall good show, a lot of yeah. things to look forward to, but. Yeah, this, this main event didn't do it for me. Yeah, uh, I really like the spot with uh, John, John Moxley hit the death ride and, and at the same time that, that Darby I hit the coffin drop. Uh, I always like the That's skateboard. Good How many right. coffin drops you going to do? Four. But I'm saying it's combined with the death rider, though. It's like they were trying to – they were trying to, like, come up with, like, like if they were a real tag I mean, team. I mean, the I mean, I mean, the way he started off, the, the way they started off, like them being on the ramp, and then Darby Allen just straight jumping off. The, now, I, I won't lie. When MJF did his promo earlier, he said that John Moxley's just ripping off somebody else's gimmick, and that's a stone cold fact. fact. As soon as he came out and made his entrance, I'm like, damn, he's walking like stone cold. <laughs> I can't even lie. <laughs> he really, you know, a modern stone cold. 
We're just trying to be. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, hell, if there's anybody you're going to emulate. Honestly, I, I, am I the only one to feel like I'm ready for Moxley to drop the title? Yeah, I'm ready for, but see, the thing is, I'm waiting for a heel Kenny Omega, though. That's what the thing is. We need him to drop the taxi. I like. I want. I want that. I, I want heel Kenny Omega to be the AEW tag to be the AEW champion. Yeah, but we still gotta see but. him lose the title. <laughs> we still gotta probably see him <laughs> against Hangman Page. So probably a long time before we actually see him go for the title. Especially he hasn't yeah. really had much singles uh, matches, so his ranking in the singles division shouldn't even be high at all. Yeah. He was, you know, he's undefeated in the tag division right now. Yeah. Um, you're, I don't even, actually, I don't think, I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I don't even, I, I don't, I'm not sure if Kenny Omega and Hangman have lost in 2020. I they might be wrong. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they've they're lost in they're like, since, since they formed their tag team, they've been Omega undefeated. Page. I think they're like 15 and 0, 16 and 0. Yeah. They got a lot of long streaks. Even Cody, Cody's like fifteen and one since two. Since Cody has since a better 20. record than AEW right now. He yeah. has, a, he has a better record than John Moxley. Of course he does. Yeah, but but hey, MJF is the only one that's undefeated though. Singles, his 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 his, his shoulders have never been pinned and never been submitted. So uh, <laughs> he does he does have a claim. He he had a very good point. But um, but you like to say, you know, that was that was a good. Overall dynamite at the best dynamite for the good overall dynamite. So let's get to well, the hey, rankings. And next week we're gonna have the elite and FTR versus uh who was it? The uh in the circle? Dark Order. And Dark Order? No, the Dark Order. No, Dark Order. Oh, I guess the entire Dark Order. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna see that next week. Yeah, man. Dark Order is the biggest Dark Order is the biggest is the biggest stable in AEW. Like, they have the most numbers. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people in Dark Order. So, yeah, man, that's going to be a cool matchup. They have a couple of other matches. Like, that's what I like about AEW. They always announce their matches for next week. Like, so you can always anticipate uh, what's going on next week. Speaking of that, what show do you anticipate watching the most next week? AEW. I mean, you can, tell, you can tell by the enthusiasm throughout the show that – AEW just kind of is, is is firing on all cylinders right now. I will yeah. say that um, I am curious about NXT's triple threat, like, kind of tournament that they're doing and the direction because everybody that I thought might win so far has lost. Yeah. So that's interesting, but I, I, I'd say AEW. How about you, Focus? I have to go with... AEW, um, I really like Cody's open challenge um, this week. However, um, it doesn't seem like he's gonna he's gonna be doing it next week. But yeah. I, I think he has a tag team match with um, Mike, yeah, with, with Mike Mike against against Jonathan Silver and uh, the other guy. I forget his name. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty full Dark Order type of episode next week, once you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Dark Order is really and, starting to come back and into prominence. Inner Circle and uh, Orange and that and uh, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassie as well. In a debate, they're gonna debate next week. What the hell are they gonna debate? Well, uh, 
That should be funny. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with AEW, and this is this is almost a little unfair because AEW just always makes sure that they set the bar for next week. They always make sure that, like this is what you're gonna get next week. It, NXT only really they might give you a match or two next week. So you know. Uh, one on the board for AEW. Who do you think was the best match of the night? I'm going to have to go with NXT and the triple threat match, Balor, Loomis, and um, who was the last one? Balor, Loomis, and Timothy Thatcher. There you go, Thatcher, which has been given phenomenal matches back-to-back. So, yeah. shout out to Timothy Thatcher, right? Yeah, he has been killing it. How about you, focus? Cody versus Warhorse. Cody versus War. Cody. I, I'm actually gonna go with NXT. My favorite match of the night, honestly, was that women's tag team match. Um, I really just enjoyed the shit out of it. I like the way they started from top to finish. They got like 10, 12 minutes to go in there. Yeah, there was no, there was no slow spots. Yeah, they just really they went in there and just floated out. It was I like the story. I really. Enjoy the NXT Women's Division, and I think they really uh, overall. And but with the honorable mention to the to the Hangman Adam Page Kenny Omega and Dark Order match, that was a that was a, an exciting. Match. I really like that match. Uh, I think Dark Dark Order is a little little underestimated. I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm impressed with Evil Uno. That dude lost yeah. super weight. Like turned he turned it all around. Honestly, yeah. And the and the gimmick and the overall gimmick of Dark Order starting to work. Credit, of course, to uh, Brody Lee. And Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. And Jonathan Silver and all. But shout out to you, Uno. Shout out to BTE for putting them in the guard. Those guys in that position. BTE has really turned Dark Order around. Like, those guys are so... And I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yo, how they they opened it up with, uh, I think it was John Silver on the floor with all the papers on him and stuff like that. It was just like... (laughs) <laughs> just, just ridiculous, like just, just so, just so ridiculous, so ridiculous. So, um, NXT uh, takes that. Um, what do you think was the best overall show? Uh, I think I'll give it to NXT honestly this week because it was solid um, as far as match quality wise, as always. And they actually did incorporate a little bit more of what I've been asking for. They um, put a little bit more story into it they had the good uh great promo which i think in comparison uh was really good um for keith lee uh in comparison to the mjf i feel like mjf was more the same of what we expect from him and keith lee showed a new another side so that was good i like that they implemented the um adam cole and the pat mcafee fuck you pat you've been (laughs) coming at me the whole show about my size so um, that was actually good. So there's there's storyline elements, you know, building around the the um, William Regal keeping carrying cross separated from Keith Lee. That whole how are they gonna finally get Regal to give them the match? So I say the the better overall show this week was NXT. The the sloppiness of the the starter and then the lackluster main event, in my opinion. I think that's what brought it down for me this week. Hmm. How about you, Vogus? I feel like I enjoyed AEW more, but overall, NXT was a better show. Hmm. Um, I 
I feel I enjoy watching AEW more. It like it flows better. So to me, that always constitutes the better show. But I feel over. I feel like overall this week, I would still give it to AEW as an overall show. But I really enjoyed uh, NXT this week. I enjoyed it considerably. I enjoyed it considerably more than I have in the last couple of weeks. Like you said, sometimes NXT gives good matches, but they just kind of lack on story. And uh, I really like the way that they, they structured their story, but I just enjoy watching AEW more. It's just more, it's just, just kind of more my preference. It has an excitement factor, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, NXT takes that one. And, uh, ooh, so this is the tie, this is the, hold on, is the tie right now? Hold on, we had, we had most anticipated, best match, best overall show. This would be the fourth one then. This would be the fourth one. Oh yeah, who's the MVP of the night? Who is it? Who's the MVP of the night? It would have to be Keith Lee for me. He was mm-hmm. the assassin of the week. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that man, that man just caught uh, Cameron Grimes out of nowhere in a situation he was supposed to be stunned and he was blindsided. Caught him, spear bombed him, and like. <laughs> carried on with business. Mm-hmm. I think I gave it to Keith Lee this week. Yeah, that was a pretty badass spot. How about you, Focus? Keith Lee. Keith Lee? Yeah. Uh, I want to give an honorable mention to, to, to Warhorse for the for the match that he put out. But, man, yeah, man. The MVP, the, the, definitely the MVP of the week has definitely got to be the, the limitless Keith Lee. I mean, he just... Like a beast, you know, like a beast. Yeah, I like the I like this more serious side of you know this intense side of him. Sometimes the you know heroic kind of hokey way he cuts promos is like that's oh, cool for who he is. We know he's great in the ring, but you don't like the limit. Let's keep. Well, you don't like the. I don't like the limit in this sometimes. Glory. Oh, <laughs> there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so the last category, I think that is the last, but hold on. I feel like we're missing one category. It's usually ratings, but we don't care about the ratings. It's all the about the of, demo, God. The most important number is how many who people. Did, but but who, did, who, did, who did win the ratings this week, though? Uh, it was AEW, but they had a significant decline. Um, they went down to 730,000, and uh, NXT was around the 700,000. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, um, no, we're missing one because that needed to be a tiebreaker. We took out the ratings. We had MVP. We had most anticipated. We had match. Oh, the best storyline. Duh. What was the best storyline of the night? What was the best storyline of the night? I think, I think the best storyline of the night, honestly, and I kind of missed it actually on a review. Uh, it's really the continuation of. And now it's even kind of widened for me with the, the tease of the four horsemen, the the, the 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 kind of relationship that's going on with Hangman Adam Page and and, and FTR has affecting Kenny Omega. Like that's like you see how that's affecting everything. I still think that's like one of the best things going on um, in, in wrestling period for me. So I'm gonna give the best storyline the continuation with that and how that's kind of led into all the because all these things connect because that connects with the dark order and how they attacked everybody like all these storylines intertwine 
and go throughout the entire show. So for me, it's a, it's going to be AEW. Not only that, we never know if this might be the catalyst for FTR and Heyman to just turn their backs on the elite completely in that match. Facts, man. I, mean, who know? I don't think that's going to happen just quite yet. I think there's going to be like a slow, slow. I think, I think all that stuff is going to culminate at All Out. I think all this is going to culminate at All Out. But um, who, who knows? And that's the great thing. We don't know, but we're anticipating. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen. But that could be next week. That could be like the like start. Like that could be like the first obvious like like start. So I mean, who knows? But speaking of AJ, what do you think? What was the best storyline of, of I, the night? I agree with with uh, the storyline you picked, just because it encompasses so many different people, and it's kind of like all over the card, if you really think about main event, tag team, um, Cody with the TNT title and his character development. So I definitely go with the possible aligning of the four horsemen. Bogus? Hashtag Johnny Dark Order. Dark Order, man. I mean, what a turnaround. We talk about them almost every week, man. What a turnaround from December when everybody was just like, what the F? to now where they're literally all over the card and it's awesome. Like, I want to see Brody Lee versus Hayman Adam Page. Like, so, um, yeah, I mean, shout, out to, shout, out, shout out to Brody Lee. Shout out to Dark Order for just uh, 360. That, you know, they're the biggest group in AEW by number-wise. And like you said, they're all over the card and so, nobody really has an issue with that. Yeah, with that being said, AEW is, uh, pulls out this week on, on yeah. top. But shout out to NXT for that. That was a good show. NXT had a really good show. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we can do this all day. Can we? You know that we can do this all day. With that being said, AJ, where can they find you at? At kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram, as well as the Chaotic Dreams podcast. Focus, where can they find you at? You can find me at username is take and try another on Instagram. Uh, Tony Masters on the Facebooks. Um... <laughs> the websites and the Patreons and the OnlyFans. Uh, Richie, where can they find you, man? This guy is just <laughs> rambling fan. nonsense right focus here. Is, focus is selling feet pics. Um, <laughs> 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 you can find me You can find me at Mr. Richie Moon on Facebook, on Insta, on Instagram, and find me on YouTube at Mr. The, uh, the Mr. Richie Moon Show. You can also find me at Faith Avenue on Instagram. Join our Facebook group on the Facebook, uh, Faith Avenue. Uh, join our pop, join our podcast, join our YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. Man, we're one of the most dangerous wrestling podcasts out there. Listen to us on all major platforms. With that being said. I've been Mr. Richard Moon. That has been K-Fabe. AJ, that has been K-Fabe Focus. This has been on Wednesdays we watch wrestling and on Thursdays we review them. That's not the name of the show, but that's yeah, what we do. Do you? The Wednesday review. With <laughs> <laughs> that being said, AW took the victory. Don't Kenny. you fuck me. Don't you dare fuck me. Don't you dare fuck me. <laughs> hey, you're just dribbling shit. We're not trying to get rid of this goddamn Max yet. <laughs> I just want to get one of that for Kragi. <laughs> <laughs> but Kenny, Kenny, take us home. Take us home, man. <laughs>